0: Good adventures, everybody. I'm Melissa Bonsack, and welcome to episode 84 of Books Cubed, the show where I chat with authors you should be reading. It is Thursday, December 31st, 2020. Finally, tomorrow is New Year's Day, and I know we're all excited about that. Uh, if you're listening in real time, I hope you have a lovely New Year's. Stay safe. Stay home. Uh, sip some champagne on the sofa. And if you're listening in 2021... Let's hope that it uh, turned out to be as wonderful as it can be. We've got our fingers crossed. This week, I have got a show that was supposed to go up last week, but I got a little excited about Christmas and completely lost track of time. So um, if you celebrate Christmas, I hope you had a lovely time. I know I did. This week, I have got a writing prompt show for you. Lisa and I were joined by our friend Tony, who I have known for close to 25 years. And uh, I'm going to blame my forgetting his last name on the fact that um, it's 2020 (laughs) and stress from moving and all kinds of things. (laughs) I don't know. Uh, So sorry, Tony, about that. (laughs) Anyway, so we're going to get right to the show and um, I will see you after. Hey, good adventures, everybody. We are back. It has been a long break because I have not had internet for like six weeks. And actually, there'll be one show before the show, so I'm just repeating myself. Um, anyway, so I have we have got Lisa, my co-host uh, for the prompt books, and I we have got Tony. Uh, oh, geez, <laughs> brain fart, Bruno, Bruno. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> I co-write with Tony. I know his name.
1: <laughs> well, that's okay, Linda. I'm fine with everything right now. <laughs>
0: This is how screwed up I am. Miranda. Oh, my God. Yeah. Oh, my God. Completely. I could not even think of my own name at that moment. Okay. So we are going to do a writing prompt show. We are so excited to be doing this again. We haven't done one in forever. I don't think we did one in November because I had no Internet. So um, Tony's going to roll dice for us. And what we do is uh, Lisa and I wrote a series, of books called um, Writing Prompt Journals. And it is a journal. So I recommend getting them in paperback. You can get the ebook copy. The paperback is more fun because you can write in it. And we've included uh, blank pages. And you roll dice and you uh, end up creating a writing prompt. And I'm going to make sure it's recording. Yep, recording. Uh, you end up recor- um, uh, creating a writing prompt, and then you write. And uh, they're a lot of fun. We have a, we have a blast with them, and it keeps you on your toes. And it if you are someone who has a problem uh, finishing things. This is a great way to do it. And this is how Lisa and I started doing this because I was having problems finishing things. She has no problem. She's the queen of short stories, award-winning queen of short stories, I might add. And, uh, so, uh, this is a great way to come up with a, sh- uh, come up with, um, a prompt for yourself and write for 30 minutes and write a uh, beginning, middle and an end, which is what we do each time. And, uh, Let's go ahead and get to it so everybody can see how this works if they have not seen the show before. So we have six books and so Tony is going to roll the dice to find out what genre we will be writing in today. We have six. We have mystery, uh, horror, sci-fi, fantasy, romance, and a genre mashup. So roll away and let's see what we're doing.
1: Okay, here's the dice of doom. Let's get rolling. First number is five.
0: Okay, five is,
2: oh God. Yeah, you've got to tell me which book is,
0: is five. I was just, that's why I was like, oh my God, which one is five? I don't have the thing up anymore. Hang on. I'm going to look on. <laughs> oh, oh I know. Beautiful. Open open the cover of one. Oh, wait a minute. You open the cover of one. I'm going to go to Amazon here. Okay. Because they're in order on Amazon. Oh, oh see how prepared we are, people? <laughs> oh my gosh. Let me see. I am looking at right, the so roller
2: I have. I opened up. Um, mashup and I have mystery, horror, sci fi, romance, fantasy. So, where
0: does mashup come in? Six. Uh, so fa- I so think mashup fantasy? is okay. Here I got it. Uh, let's see. Number five is fantasy. Yes. Okay. We're, we're doing fantasy to today. Them. I'm so excited. We have, okay. I don't think My we've God. done this one yet.
2: Or maybe I we, don't have. we have. We, we, we oftentimes get the mashup one. <gasps>
0: We do. We do get the mashup on a lot. Yeah, we really do. And what we do then is we will roll, um, rant, uh, bleh, I can speak. Lisa is going to open the book to, yeah, if you're watching on video, there is the cover. It's orange and it has a dragon on the front because fantasy dragons. So she is going to open to a random page. And if it is a blank page for, with just lines to write on, she'll just go to the next page. <laughs> Blank pages. And it's blank pages. Okay. Oh, they're lined. I'll go back to. So
2: this one is, um, we have to roll a number for a character. Okay. Here we go. Here we go. The
1: number is four. We number is four.
2: Okay. So we have a blacksmith on an errand.
0: Blacksmith. Okay. Okay. And we'll all write a prompt using the same set and it is fascinating to see how different everyone's stories are okay what are we doing next
2: next we need to roll one number for an
0: object
1: object is coming object is the guy almost lost it's three wow do you realize it just rolled five four three? Oh, yeah. <laughs> you're gonna go play the
2: lottery yeah no um, kidding all right a wool sack a, a what
0: sack. wool sack old sack wool, wool. Spell oh. it? Demo. 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 wool sack oh. <laughs> A wool sack, not sock, okay. Okay, and, and
2: is rolling one one number for a scenario. Scenario is number six. Um, okay, number six, it's... <laughs> oh.
1: Yeah, this
2: sounds good. It's an annual dance of fertility has begun. <laughs>
0: Uh dance. Oh.
2: oh my
1: god the terrible thing is i just thought of something that i don't know if i should write for this group
0: oh yeah. no write it please Good. write it write, right. it write it write it no,
2: so write it
0: sure. if we end up being um pg then uh i'll put a little note at the beginning oh no this would be
1: r this would be R. oh
0: write it even okay. more so i want you to write it
1: all right. Okay. So
0: our our uh, our prompt is a blacksmith with a wool sack at a dance. Now he's not necessarily at a dance for for fertility, the annual no. dance for fertility. That's The just annual dance scenario. has begun. Yeah. So he's um, on an errand. He's on an errand. Yeah. So uh, when you get these prompts, you can do pretty much anything you want with them. He can be on the way. He can be there. He can be remembering it. Uh, Anything that you want to do, and then as you're writing, sometimes you will lose, you know, things that have been, you know, you don't use everything in your prompt sometimes, sometimes it'll go off in a whole new direction. So you don't have to stick with what you roll. This is only to get your mind working and to get your fingers moving and to get words on the page. That's the whole the whole thing behind prompts. So, what we do now is we are going to write for 20 minutes. We always start with 20, and then I beg for 10 more. And uh, though I think. We make last, her
2: grovel. Yeah, yeah.
0: So, I think last time I actually finished in 20 minutes, which I've never I done was, before. I was. And the Lisa time. was begging for more time. Yeah. So, I'm going to set the timer for 20 minutes and you will not have to look at us writing for 20 minutes. I will cut all that part out and then we will get straight to reading our stories after we've written. So um, let me go ahead and set it for 20 minutes. Oh my God, I have no clue what to write. Okay, um, let's start and I'll let everybody know when it's 20 minutes and we'll go from there. Got
2: it. Okay. All right, I'm stopping. Okay, I'm just writing the last line. As usual i probably could have used another 10 but i had to just
0: tie a bow on it okay i just finished okay let me get back here and turn my light back on whoa okay uh, all right right okay <laughs> um let me find my i gotta find my story here okay i got it here all right um everybody's done yeah Okay. I want to call it? Hands <laughs> um,
2: um, down, anyway.
0: Okay. Uh, who wants to go first?
2: Not me. <laughs> All right. I'm going. Okay. You go first.
1: And I just realized my title needs to be changed to something else. God, um, you're
2: still. So oh. We have titles and everything titles and editing.
0: I'm impressed. I'm impressed.
2: Proof marking, proofreading <laughs> marks. <laughs> anyway. Cover letters.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
2: oh. <laughs> All right, here goes. Rowan flung the empty sack over his shoulder. His visit, his vest caught on the rusted buckle and slipped down past the round of his shoulder. Wool was not agreeable to his bare skin. He would try the white clover and bishopwort salve when he returned to the fertility festival. Arriving at the edge of the forest, he smiled at the enormity of, his ta- of the task before him and the pride at being the chosen one. He wondered why the king had chosen him. Was it his knowledge of the forest? Was it his ability to dodge Tuatha, the highest order of the unsealy court? He had been out on many excursions before and knew exactly which wood path to navigate. Officially, he was the town blacksmith well, that was a slight stretch. Stryker was the title um, he bore. His dad as his dad as did his father before him. But two years prior, his great aunt, Albreda, second cousin twice removed from the malicious order, entrusted him to scour the woods for the elusive sweet myrtle. He was under strict orders to not let his endeavor escape his parted lips, not even to his betrothed. He said, Not mum, Albreda's delight was palpable and infectious. He craved more and surreptitiously passed word around that he was open to barter his services. Many have sought his services, all have been more than satisfied with both his delivery and his confidentiality. This particular ask was his biggest yet. Of all the people in the land, the king was not the one he expected to attend favors for. But the carrier came the previous, the carrier came a fortnight ago. Rowan was giddy in his preparedness to think he would be instrumental in the in the procreation of the crown. Well, it may take some cajoling to persuade the king to acknowledge his involvement. That's for later. He could bargain a title change at the Smithy. As he was dreaming of his newfound fame and prestige, Rowan took a slight fork, unbeknownst. He knew in 30 paces that the hut of the eclipse coven would be dead center, blocking the well-worn path. 30 paces came and went. Beads of sweat formed under his collar. The festival was about to begin. He could not bear the humiliation, not to mention the eventual beheading that would bestow his neck. What to do? The seesaw of options in his brain was interrupted by harsh fluttering. It was malicious in its speed and came within inches of Rowan's ear. It couldn't be. How could he possibly have been so distracted, so stupid? But it was to be so. There, hovering a foot from his left eye was Tuatha. One hour later, as Rowan crossed through the back gate and entered the king's tent, he smiled nervously. The wool on the sack scratched his skin again as Rowan pulled it from his shoulder. He retrieved a large leaf, folded four times over. Your Highness, the witch's eggs you requested. The answer.
0: I like it.
2: <laughs>
0: nice.
1: I love the details you put in there. I'm like, oh god, all right, that's yeah. awesome. I love the. De- I, yeah. For me, I was caught right from when the caught on sh- caught on the shoulder. The fact that you were called up from Tijuana that that you gave it flavor and texture yeah. right away. Yeah. Big, thum- big thumbs up. I got to figure yeah. out the cameras right there. Yeah. They-
2: <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you. It was. Uh, yeah, that was fun. I mean, I my my goal was to get him to get these witches' eggs. But of course, he doesn't. He, he now comes back with the malicious fairy's eggs. So he yeah. has now turned, turned the lineage. So, okay. next. I Melissa? get to sit back and relax now.
1: Yeah. Melissa's quiet. We've, lo- we've got mute. no sound.
0: You're on mute. You're on mute. Oops, I was coughing. Sorry. No more. All this, I've got horrible allergies, and um, when I moved, I moved uh, next to an orange grove. Oh <laughs> no! <stupid>. Oh no! <laughs> oh. I am gonna die when that when everything's pollinating uh, next year. Okay, so um, uh, this has no title, and I only of the three things we had, I only used the blacksmith. I okay. completely <laughs> forgot about the other things. Okay. <laughs> I got to the end anyway. Oh yeah, I was supposed to include, oh well. Okay, so let me read. All right, no title. Lisbeth stood in the hall and watched her sisters, three young women, triplets, only in their undergarments, three flustered servants attempting to dress their masters, the youngest just 16, the youngsters just 16, full of giggles, full of life, ready for the night's festivities, but not really ready, for they had no idea what awaited them. Lisbeth, on the other hand, wanted nothing to do with what was going to happen, what she'd avoided when when her 16th birthday had arrived, seven years ago. She rested a hand on the hilt of her sword, sheathed at her side, her savior, her life's work now. She glanced down at her hand. Dark smudges from her forge had discolored the fingers, mucked up the undersides of her nails, and kept her hands, arms, and most of her body covered in the soot that she'd seen in her father's face every day of his life. They'll be beautiful. It was her mother's voice, soft, feminine, sad. She didn't turn to look at the woman. It's not too late, she said. She tightened her grip on the handle of her sword and only relaxed when she felt her mother's gentle touch on her arm. No, the woman's voice was firm. There's nothing more to be done. Then there was a swish of fabric and the sound of heels clicking against the stones of the hall as Lisbeth's mother moved away. She watched the giddy young women for a few more moments, a few moments more, and then turned in the opposite direction of her mother. Outside, Elizabeth made her way past the wagons, their drivers awaiting their precious cargo. The men on horseback, each with one hand on the reins and the other on the handle of their own sword. Her boots covered in filth by the time she'd crossed the foggy front lawn, leaving the mud to crunch in the gravel that led around to the back of the house. Beside her, she could hear restless horses, and she began to run. When she reached the barn in her forge, she took off her sword and began to dress in the armor that she'd made at night when no one had been around. It wasn't much. It didn't begin to cover her. Any knight would have surely laughed and insisted she'd do better with just a shield. But she'd had no money for steel or chain mail. She'd been forced to use scraps to beg. But she'd done it. She'd had no choice. This was for her sisters, three girls, too young, and without prospects. Not like her. She'd shown a talent for the forge, had worked beside her father until his death, and the debt collector's visit, and her mother's choice. Dressed now her sword back at her side, she went to her horse, climbed the small wooden stool she trained him to stay beside, swung her leg over his side, settled in, smacked her boots against his side, and leaned down to the animal as the animal took off at a full gallop. She rode hard, guiding the animal, pressing him to be fast, riding up into the hills, aware of the village below her and her sisters and the carriages by now on their way. When she was close, she slowed down the animal and slid off, smacking him on one side and watching him turn and gallop back the way they'd come. Crouching down, she make, making her way along the side of the hill toward the rocks and the opening and the mass moving out of the shadows, out of the mouth of the cave. Behind her, she could hear the, wagons, the wheels of the wagon, knew it was close, knew it was time to act. Elizabeth pulled her sword from his sheath and took a small step. I stand in for my sister, she yelled. I will pay my... I'm going to cry. <laughs> it's so stupid. <laughs> I will pay my family's debt with my sword. She lifted the blade toward the moon and your blood. I accept the dragon hissed.
2: Wow. Nice. Oh, oh wow. I like that, that a lot better when I read it.
0: it.
1: Yeah. That one's a one. <laughs> I liked that a lot. That really... Woo.
0: Yeah, I actually like that. Wow.
1: Wow. Very
0: good. Wow. That I, was fun to write.
1: That was awesome.
0: Thanks. That was fun. Oh. I got yeah. some things to clean up. Um but that's an animal cool. too many times, but
1: Yeah, that's one I think needs to go onto publication, I think. I really, <laughs> yeah. I, no, I really, I mean, if anything, it's it's not a bad idea to have it as something you could put up on for sale
0: yeah cool even cool
1: a, even a free piece you know you know i
0: don't and i don't uh, we're starting to write horror i have not written fantasy before really um and so this i like reading it so this is fun to do
2: yeah that, that was really good and there are there are definitely some publications out there that look for genre shorts that, because there just aren't a lot out out there um i just saw it wasn't it wasn't a, a call for for stories but it was um some it was some kind of a panel like a free webinar type thing and they were from gotham uh writers up in new york city and they were their topic was going to be genre short stories mm. so i missed it but um, oh. I got nothing else beyond that it was out there but um yeah i mean the you, you, again like your details and like you know just the the noises the crunching and the the fingernails the soot the like, horse the yeah. putting
1: the putting the stool beside having the horse trained to go to a stool i was like really Training
2: next to the horse yeah i
1: was Training like really horse. i'm yeah. sitting here looking mine going eh. <laughs> My, mine is going to be by comparison a long
0: <sighs> no <laughs> yours are always funny i always look forward to your stories
1: no that really <laughs> melissa that was
0: <laughs> oh okay. thanks
1: all right Okay, guys, I apologize in advance. This is not one of my better ones. So this one is called The Love Sack. (laughs) Do I have to? Elder the unkempt asked. He lowered his blacksmith's hammer and wiped the back of his hand across his brow. Yes, the mayor of Mactania insisted. He dragged a wool sack behind him, its contents grumbling and screaming. It's the Fertility Pest Festival. He needs to be there." Eldar blew out an exasperated sigh. He hated the Fertility Festival. Sure, he knew its purpose. Birth rates had been far too low since Olgar the Unpleasant had cast his bone-softening spell across the village, but he loathed the entire spectacle the bonfires, the women in little more than sheets, and the men looking down at their dangling shame, all while muttering, come on, do something. It always left him feeling distressed and not the littlest bit gassy. Yet it was his role to play in the ritual and he knew he had to do it. Hand him over, Eldar sighed. The mayor dragged the wool sack forward. See you soon, he called out as he ran towards the glow of the bonfires in the distance, only wish, occasionally whispering encouragement towards his groin. Let me out, a voice hissed from the sack. Not yet, Eldar grumbled. He hefted the sack over his shoulders, only to feel feet kick him in the back. Knock it off, Eldar said, called out. Make me you prude, the voice hissed back. Eldar sighed, then trudged towards the celebration. Eldar had barely crested the hill when the voice spoke again. Want a cleric, it hissed. No, Spittle, Eldar snarled. Dickless, Spittle spat. Hey, Eldar growled. I'm not, just not into this whole thing, you know that. Yeah, Spittle insisted. Dick-less. He groaned and kicked Eldar in the back again. Want my cleric? Want now? No, Eldar snapped as he crested the rise. In the distance, beneath the the low-lying trees, he could barely make out the circle of the festival beyond. Maybe later. Now, Spittle insisted. Sharp fingernails jabbed into Eldar's back and he dropped the sack, yelping with pain. Spittle the fuck-goblin burst out of the bag as if launched from a cannon. The creature looked nothing like his name. Small, its emaciated green body, all elbows, knees, and bone, it bounded back towards the village, its long, pointed ears bouncing with each leap. Cleric! Spittle shrieked and vanished behind the rice. Oh, bugger! Eldar roared and dashed after his charge. No one knew where the mayor found Spittle. One day, after a failed fertility festival where both men and women kicked the dirt in front of their feet, too embarrassed to engage with the other sex, the mare had arrived, the green creature, by his side. The mayor's wife stepped forward, a sweet smile on her beautiful face. My dear, she asked. What in the ever-loving fuck is that, she asked, her voice hunting. Spittle had ignored her and bounded out onto her shoulder. He's whispered into her ear, and her eyes had widened. A moment later, she'd grabbed the mare, dragged her, him back to their it, cottage. Blah. The sounds that had followed, delighted moans, surprised groans, and Spittle occasionally shrieking the word for had let the people know what the little green bugger was all about. After that, Spittle was a fixture in the fertility festival. Unfortunately, he'd also been a burden. Turned out that Spittle's ability to light a loving fire meant that anything and anyone was up for grabs. After the village priest had been caught and flagrante delicato with a mayonnaise-covered wheelbarrow, they realized that he had to be controlled. So from that day forward, Spittle had been held in the church's basement, only seeing the light of day when the first fertility festival had arrived. As for Eldar, well, Spittle's powers didn't work on him. As such, he drew the short straw, and it was his duty to haul him to the party every year. And now Spittle was rushing back towards his captor, howling with delight. Eldar heard the moans before he dashed into the church. His stomach tightened, worried what he'd see. what he'd see. Would Spittle be encouraging a nun to find her own passion with a pew? Would the priest be transformed into a lascivious lump, shrieking with ecstasy while eyeing a wanton sofa? His stomach turned at what he would find. Eldar burst through the doors, rounded the corner, and spotted Spittle sitting politely around a table, the nun and the priest serving him stew. What? Eldar started. He looked again. Okay, okay, what the hell? Spittle hopped down, wiped his mouth very delicately with a napkin, and cocked his head at Eldar. You think I can do my job on an empty stomach? he hissed. He turned to the nun. Oh, Lydia, that's do. He blew a chef's kiss with sharpened nails. Aren't you a sweetie? Lydia answered. Festival, Eldar excuse me. Festival, Eldar grumbled. Now. Yeah, yeah, keep your shirt on, Spittle said. But I'm not going back to that fucking sack, he spat. Thing smells like ass. The festival was a rousing success four children were conceived three marriages were saved and at least two throuples were formed spittle did his duty as always whispering his sweet nothings into the revelers ears and moving on allowing them to enjoy their rivalry in private as for Edward, well he got back to his forge and worked hard his hands gently caressing the curve of the anvil as he pounded the metal, his sweat dripping across the blade as his heart pounded. He teased the metal he forged, oh so gently, his passion for his work swelling. Elder stiffened and looked around. Spittle the fuck goblin grinned behind him. Come on, you guys, Spittle hissed. Get a room.
0: And that's that. That, that was
2: fantastic. <laughs> that was I, I had to mute myself. I
0: was laughing so hard. <laughs> I did too.
1: <laughs> I have no idea where that came from. I'm deeply disturbed by my own psyche.
0: <laughs> oh, that is great. Now, when you started writing, yeah, how how soon did you figure out what you were gonna write as you were writing?
1: Instantly. I knew exactly where it was gonna go. I knew that I knew that the blacksmith was approved. And it was really it all came from the name Spittle the Fuck Goblin. The moment I had that, I was like, I know where the story is going. And um, I was worried because I thought I have to build some backstory in there. How can I do that? But yeah, there it is. No, that I was that, that was
0: that was great. That
1: was... <laughs> I I'm embarrassed, but there you go. I, I'm looking forward to reading this to my wife. I just know the look I'm going to get.
0: As always, <laughs> Tony, you come through with a fantastic story they were always uh everybody listening right now um go back and check previous shows when with tony that tony has been on his stories are always hysterical they are Thank so you. funny
2: and so no, it's fully formed. we we have a, a very clear arc we have a, a protagonist we have um you know a complication we have i mean it gets the you know the the denouement is is there it's and then the voice, you know, the, I don't know how you do it in such a short time. That was just, yeah, I'm impressed. Sheer I'm impressed. unbridled
1: panic. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. Sheer unbridled panic.
0: <laughs> oh, this this one, I think this is one of my favorite shows. You know, everybody, I love Lisa's story. I love Tony's it's... story actually liked my story this time yeah. i don't story, often also, like them
1: but honestly lisa's story and your story mwah. Yeah.
0: Now, now, we, by uh... the way,
1: i'm doing this because i had freaking spittle do this now it's <laughs> stuck in my head
0: <laughs> let's see your fingernails
1: they're
2: fine
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh man well this has been a very fun show very fun. Uh, we worked today from the just fantasy i'm sorry just what we needed We did. We so we so needed this. I I totally agree. I've been unpacking boxes. I have so many boxes left to go and I don't even want to look at all the boxes I have. My office is just scary. Absolutely scary. The whole house is, well, we can see some of the floors. So, I mean, it's getting better, but yeah, I definitely needed this today. Uh, We worked from the fantasy prompt book. If you are interested in uh, doing a prompt show, if you are a writer, uh, just uh, uh, go down to the show notes and click on comment and leave us a note. If you'd like to join us in a future show, we do one of these every month. Normally on on, um, Books Cubed, I interview authors, but once a month, we do writing prompts and uh, we're not always joined by Tony. Sometimes he can't be here and we have other authors. We still have fun. We miss him, but um, if you want to hold up the book again, Lisa, if you're watching on video, this is the book we use today. And uh, we have six books in the series. Uh, this is the uh, fantasy version. If you uh, uh, write uh, fantasy or mystery, let's say we have a mystery, horror, sci-fi, romance, genre mashup and the fantasy. I think that's all six. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Something for everyone. And uh, it's sets and um, you can get like over 6,000 prompts out of each book by rolling dice. And you can get even more if you take one element from different pages and combine them to make a prompt. So um, there's lots, lots of uh, prompts available in each book. And there is what, I don't know, there's a bunch of pages for writing uh, your prompt uh, right inside the book or starting it if you want to. So these are available. We will have links. I will have links in the show notes down there. I want to thank everybody for coming on today and we will see you next time. Bye. As always, you can find links to all the books we talked about in the show notes. You will find our series on Amazon, uh, Google Play, Google Play. Kobo and Barnes and Noble. And it is called the, um, what is it called? The Roller Prompt Writing Journal Series. <laughs> I know what it's called. <laughs> I'll have links in the show notes. And uh, if you if you want to play along with this effort, please drop me a note and say you'd like to. And we will invite you on the show. Uh, we do one of these uh, once a month, about. Uh, we didn't in November, just because I was moving and I was internetless for six weeks. And uh, it just, Just did not work out uh, to get anything recorded. We tried, but uh, it just, I I wanted to go sit in the um, parking lot at Starbucks. Doesn't work as well. And I wasn't going inside. There were people inside, but I wasn't going inside. Okay. As always, thanks, guys, for coming on the show. I love the writing prompt shows. I love all the shows we do, but I really love the writing prompt shows. It's just amazing what you can write when you don't think about it and you just dive in and you let yourself write and you don't edit and you just get from one point to the next. And you come up with a great short story and all three stories this week, I really liked. For once, I liked my story and I really liked Lisa's and I really liked Tony's. So I hope you enjoyed them too. If you uh, want to leave any comments, uh, go down to the show notes and click on the comment here link. It will take you to the YouTube channel if you're listening on the podcast. And you can leave a comment there and I will see it. If you leave it on one of the podcast apps, I will never see it. So follow the link to YouTube. You can also find me on Instagram under Books Cubed. So uh, that's it for now. I hope you have a lovely New Year's and 2021 is going to be wonderful and I hope I haven't jinxed it (laughs) knock on wood I'll see you next time go read a good book